When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Blue Kool-Aid drinkers, Big Z here. We're going to be breaking down everything about that Lions-Titans game. And by everything, I mean there's not much to talk about, but we'll put some of the highlights through. Then Braden Combs, the special teams coordinator. Special teams, one of the highlights of the Lions season, actually. A few black punts. But anyways, he's gone. <laughs> the head coach of the, spe- the, special, the special teams coordinator, Braden Combs, fired. We'll be talking about that. Um, a little bit about the future of some players, and then we'll be also previewing very shortly, very briefly, the Lions game on Saturday against the Buccaneers. Since we will not be having two episodes, we'll just be having one episode this week due to the holidays. So thank you, everybody, for listening. As always, really appreciate it. I know it's tough uh, with the way the Lions have been playing, but again, the future is always bright as long as you are drinking that Kool-Aid. So sit back, relax, grab your Kool-Aid. It's time for the pod. This is Drinking the Blue Coolie, a Detroit Lions podcast hosted by lifelong Lions fans. UJ. It seems apparent to me that the most intellectual football fans tend to be Lions fans. Bob. Stafford is the best quarterback in football. Remember what you saw here. Tell your grandkids, don't forget. Red Dog. I believe we're on the precipice of a new era of Detroit Lions football dominance. Connor. Patricia looks like Violet Beauregard from Willy Wonka out there. An absolute blueberry on the sideline. And I'm your host, Big Z. The media knows nothing. The Detroit Lions 2021 Super Bowl jams. We can't wait for this upcoming season. Relax. It's time for the pod. Blue Kool-Aid drinkers, welcome back to Drinking the Blue Kool-Aid. And the Lions have wrapped up week 15 in the NFL season. And, uh... Typical fashion to what we've seen this year, uh, losing by double digits and a game that wasn't very close at the end, unfortunately. Uh, but <laughs> it's going to be tough to drink the Kool-Aid for the last two weeks of this season. Uh, but we will, yeah. we'll try our very best to maybe drink the full glass of Kool-Aid, I guess. I don't know. Wait, see, <laughs> like for 2022 and beyond. That? What's that? Are you, trying to sit, are you trying to say that we're out of the playoff hunt? We now? are officially, mathematically... Out of it. No, <laughs> no. So our super, uh, our Super Bowl predictions uh, were incorrect for the third, third, third time since we've done this podcast. I really thought <laughs> this was the year. 
Yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> um, I guess next year's the year. Huh? <laughs> yeah. So I'm Big Z, and then we got some of our Bukule crew. We got Rudd Dog. Yo. And we got UJ. Good evening. So, uh, I mean, we, we can break down this game really quickly. Well, first of all, I was curious, what do you think about Arthur Smith, the offensive coordinator of the Titans, as a possible head coaching candidate for the Lions? Well, I didn't know much about him before this weekend, but uh, I, everything I read was pretty good. He sounds solid. Uh, I mean, he's definitely a viable candidate, I think. I mean, what what he's done with the Titans is, uh, I mean, the, the Titans are, I think, scoring the second most points in the league right now behind the, the Packers. Uh, and yeah. that's just because they, I mean, they have Derrick Henry, so it makes things a lot easier for yeah. him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And a pretty beastly old line that allows Derrick Henry to get to that second level and do what he does best. Um, but, I mean, part of that's also by design. He uses play action a lot and throws deep uh, throughout the game pretty effectively, I think, which is what we like to see out of... Stafford so I, I mean I could see Stafford the only thing that Stafford doesn't have that the Titans have in this well a dominant every down running back that could take the ball 30 times a game yeah, but in addition to that sad. Ryan Tannehill's legs are a lot better than anything Stafford could provide yeah I mean the thing is he's doing a great job with what he's got no doubt but is he a head coach that's I don't know <laughs> I don't it's hard to say I'd really I'd like to have a guy that we have some sense of what it will be like that's why I like that uh, Sailor guy a little bit because he had some head coaching experience. Robert Salah from the 49ers. Yeah, Sa- Salah, Salah, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. What a, at least we knew he had some. He'd been there before. I mean, it's kind of like flipping a coin when you get one of these guys doing it for the first time. So my, my so let's say Robert Salah has the choice. He's offered the job from the Jaguars, and he's offered the job from the Lions. What? If you're the head coach, would you rather take the Jaguars, who will have two first-round picks, including a number one overall, likely one, or would you have the Lions, where his family is? <laughs> That's all they have to offer in comparison. And a lot more. The Jaguars have a lot more cap space. Look, if it, it, to me, if you're a coach who's worth his salt, you want to come and work for the Lions because if you are that coach <laughs> that takes the Lions to the promised land, if you are that guy. You will be forever enshrined in the Hall of Fame of the world or, or whatever they have Hall of Fames of all time great people who did the most amazing things ever. Because uh it would be he he'd never have to buy a drink or a meal again wherever he went in Detroit. I mean he'd be king, man. It, that, I mean, this is like the the holy grail. The, the Lions winning the Super Bowl. I mean, it'd be the greatest thing ever. That challenge should burn inside a coach. And uh, yeah, well, of course you'd pick Detroit. All right, we'll leave it right there. We'll leave that one right there, UJ, unquestioned. Can't, can't say it better. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, let's just go through this game a little bit. Um, Okwara, actually, before we get into the game, let, let's let's skip uh, to the big news. Braden Combs, who a lot of people thought might be the interim head coach after Patricia got fired, now <laughs> himself got fired by our interim head coach, Darren Bevel, uh, for apparently – well, apparently he's been kind of uh, – been a me guy that, that I'm just going off reports here that he's been a me guy kind of coach like not always going by what the head coach is saying and then in this last game calling a fake punt when the head coach Darren Bevel was not calling for it. basically going over the head coach's head if so I mean I think the firing makes sense if that is indeed what happened because if I did something like that at yeah. my work I would also get fired uh I don't yeah. know you might appreciate the and, and it, boldness yeah. of it <laughs> No, but in, Be- in Bevel's case too, he's on a five-day uh, or five-game audition yeah. here, uh, 
he, he's got to act like a head coach and, uh, and any head coach in a winning organization wouldn't take that kind of crap having a, you know, a young coach making a decision over his head coach. So he, he had to do it. I hate to say it. Yeah, exactly. That was a good coach. But. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I as a fan, I agree with the call at the time, and I do think he was. I think he made the line of gain. That was a, just an awful I spot. Do. <laughs> Why did not? Now I'm mad at Bevel for that. He should have challenged that. But yeah, so just a lot of things going on with a simple fake punt in the see. I don't think it's so quarter. obvious that the guy does it. Like context has to matter a little bit. Like it wasn't like them punting there was the difference that game was going to be it, and like. The guy's a young, talented guy who's probably outperformed every other unit. His unit has outperformed their offense and defense throughout the year. And then they just scrap him because he kind of breaks the rule there and goes over his head. I don't know. I think, I think it was the tip of the iceberg, it sounded like. It, this, it wasn't okay, just a I one-off mean, thing. Yeah. It sounds like something that's been building up. You know, his his uh, success rate on the field probably didn't sit right with the other coaches. Hey, do you think maybe because Bevel was so mad at the guy for making that call that he – that's why he didn't challenge the, <laughs> I don't know. the play because he was still fuming inside and he didn't realize he could have challenged it and got the first down? I Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. But, I mean, I, I, I don't completely disagree with Bevel's reasoning. The fact that those spotted – the spot of the, the ball, those are – really tough to get overturned and i don't know if there was an 100 percent clear angle so i could see well, why. The, i was watching on tv and it was clear to me i i mean i i probably would have well, challenged but i'm saying i i don't completely disagree Just with saying. his reasoning for not challenging is all um but i mean like rud dog was saying i mean this combs guy slappy a Bra- braden combs uh w- yeah very successful first time first time special teams coordinator in terms of the results on the field, uh, but maybe he'll learn his lesson, I guess, about the uh, how things operate in an organization a little more. Uh, and maybe, <laughs> yeah. and maybe he'll continue to succeed elsewhere. We're just not the Lions, unfortunately. And uh, to his credit, I mean, the players seem to love the guy. Uh, that a lot of them came out yeah. on social media and defended him uh, full heartedly. Cabinda, Agnew, I think Agnew pretty much like put a like, "Come on, man, what are we doing here?" I think that's oh, yeah, what he I tweeted. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Cabenda. Um, who is our uh, backup cornerback? Ah, we got him from the Bengals. I can't remember the name off the top of my head. Another guy? No, no. McCray. Tony McCray. He came out and uh, said a lot of good things about him. So, uh, but he he's been with him a lot longer from the days of the Bengals. But interesting, uh, definitely a polarizing firing for sure. On uh, at least in the Lions fandom, especially when that's all we got to talk about these days is. Uh, special teams coach. But going back to this game, a few things that stood out to me. Uh, Aquara getting another a big sack in this game. That's yeah, baby. a career high for him. What guy. an athletic sack, too. Holy cow. Yeah. That, was, that was amazing. Uh, how much do you think Aquara should be paid? Oh, man. Does he get paid like a top 10 defensive end? A top 20 defensive I'd end? I'd say definitely top 20. But I'd say top twenty. Maybe he could he, be in top ten. I don't know. He's gonna be looking for that big money if someone's willing to give it to him. But uh, I don't think he's achieved top tier yet. I think he's maybe next level. He's achieved, but uh, I mean, he's having a great year. I I definitely wouldn't mind paying the guy some money, but you know, not yeah for upper level. Maybe like middle of the pack, like around fifteen or something. So let me tell you what the number ten uh, defensive end is getting paid right now. It's Leonard Williams, sixteen million a year. 
That's the tenth highest. <laughs> highest is Joey Bosa at twenty seven, then Miles Garrett twenty five, Demarcus Lawrence wow. twenty one. That's crazy. Trey Flowers is fifth at eighteen. Oh my god. I mean, we've seen the I, Trey Flowers and Romeo Cuara pass rush. It's not I wouldn't say it's an elite pass rush. Nope. I would offer him ten to twelve for two to three year catcher, third year being a team actually. So the, the something like something like the that. ten to twelve million dollar range right now is uh Yannick Ngakwe, Justin Houston. Uh, Shaq Lawson, Jerry Hughes. Uh, so I mean that that that's a little more reasonable, I think. Uh, so yes, I I would say ten to I would hopefully hopefully ten million <laughs> if you get him for that. Uh, there might be a team out there that wants him for twelve million though. I could see a team like the Dolphins signing him for like twelve million because that that you know that Patricia Patriots type defense. Uh, but they're doing it a little more successful, obviously down in Miami. Yeah. Uh, but that'll be interesting. Uh, the other uh. First, I wanted to discuss briefly was DeAndre Swift. He looked really good in this game and definitely looks, and he continues to look like a guy that can be a major piece of this offense going forward. You just got to remember that one thing that you got to hang on to the ball. Yeah. Oh, I, my God. This this oh, might have been a, like, this might have been a game like where the last person that had it won uh, <laughs> if it wasn't for those two fumbles inside the red zone. One at the one yard line, another at yeah. the 20 yard line. Yeah. TJ Hawkinson. Killer. Yeah. Brutal. Yeah. Brutal. But it just yep. keeps happening. You know, you know, find new ways to lose. That's what they say. <laughs> Unlike the Jets, right? Find ways to win. Yeah. How do we feel about that? 0-16, the Lions are still going to be the only one. It looked like the Jets were on their way there, 17-point underdogs. They come, they win pretty uh, convincing. I would say convincingly, because for the Jets at least. And in on the road in L.A., um, and they look – what what team do you, I mean? What team do you think look more hopeless, the Jets this year or the Lions when they were own sixteen? I feel like the Lions play more close games than this Jets team has. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think the Jets probably a little better. And I and they also now lost their number one overall pick. They have the two the second overall pick now, and the Jaguars took the number one overall pick. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> um, oh my god! But going back to Swift, uh, definitely a piece that we can build around, I think, for certain. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he looks electric out there. Yeah. Uh, Joe Dahl is not a long-term solution at center. If there is any or any any doubt, he, he did not yeah, have a right. good game at center, I felt. Uh, best up a snap at a key moment. That hurt not having Ragnar out there. That was The snap was bad, but uh, I, I think I thought he filled in respectively. Respectively, yeah. Uh, we definitely missed Ragnar. So Ragnar... Uh, T.J. Hawkinson, and there's one more who may who I'm um, John Fox, Jack Fox. That's right, Jack Fox. Uh, so those are our three Pro Bowlers. We got three Pro Bowlers uh, this year. So whoo, that's pretty awesome. <laughs> None on defense. <laughs> no, no. I, I was surprised. Oh, I was surprised. I maybe Aquara, but <laughs> well, if anybody had a shot, it would have been him. But uh, yeah, our defense is whoo. Uh, what can you say? We're we're still looking for uh we're still waiting for the uh what's the re- what's the report in the morgue that you wait for what's it called why am I drawing a blank on it right now coroner's report yeah we're waiting for the coroner's <laughs> report on Myers uh our practice squad call up after the Derrick Henry stiff arm oh <laughs> he got <laughs> I mean he just annihilated him on that threw him down like a little like a little that toddler. Was, uh, 
it, it was it wasn't just like he just reached out there and knocked it. It was really totally intent. Like he had his hand on it. it went, yes, <laughs> it was so great. Sit down, little boy. <laughs> it was awesome. Oh man. Uh, but he caught some shit for that man in the locker room. Oh, I'm man. sure. He, I mean, Derek. He got posted. Derek Henry's <laughs> done it to multiple people now in this league for a while. True. Uh, True. So he's not the first, and probably won't be the last. But yes, that was ugly, and he had a terrible game. They threw at him all game. Uh, Duran Harmon yeah. had a terrible game. I mean, letting up that 85 yard touchdown to Corey Davis was Oy. just terrible. It was or uh, 75 yards or how many yards it was, but it was just an awful, awful defensive play. Yeah, uh, that's two weeks in a row where you're just giving up like the easiest 70 yard plus touchdown. <laughs> Last week it was Devontae Adams. This week it's uh, the Corey Davis, Duran Harmon, and the Warrior, the two culprits. <laughs> uh, the Lions have so need so much help on the defensive end. It's ridiculous. Harmon was playing pretty decent early yeah. in the season. He's fallen down a lot. The Lions' best safety right now seems like Jerrion Curse, and that's just because he's a little more flexible. What he can do, he can play down the box more, play over top. That's tr- sure as hell not Tracy Walker. Yeah. It's not Tracy Walker, oh, man, man. What a terrible year. What, what a terrible year. Yeah, rough year. I I don't know. <laughs> uh, th- th- maybe there's a reason that uh, they were trying to bench him uh, during training camp or coming into the season. Yeah. We're all questioning why the hell. Uh, well, maybe maybe this is the reason. I'll tell you, everyone, everyone on that defense is going to be glad next year that they're starting with a new slate because, man, they just want to kind of wash this stink off of this year. It was bad. Yes. All the way around. Definitely. Uh, we did get to see a little bit of Hunter Bryant in this game for the first time this year. Uh, he had a really nice catch over the middle. Almost had another nice one in double coverage. If the ball is thrown, maybe just a little higher. Uh, but he looks like he could be a, a useful tool going forward, at least as a third string tight end. Uh, he's more of a receiving tight end. But definitely, yeah. you can definitely see why the Lions have uh, kept him on the roster. Yes. Absolutely, Z. Uh, I was impressed. That first catch was very impressive, and uh, he almost made that second one, too. He seems very athletic. Yeah, I can definitely see why they kept him. I'm actually kind of excited to see what he does, you know, moving forward uh, next year and stuff. I think he's going to be quite a weapon. Definitely. And and this uh, and just one more thing to add on this. Marvin Jones has another great game, uh, and he's – I don't know where this was earlier in the season when Kenny Galladay was hurt, but Marvin Jones lately uh, has proven that he can be a number one wide receiver uh, for this team or whatever team he lands with next year. I'm kind of I'm kind of confused why he was he disappeared pretty much for those three games early in the season when Kenny Galladay was. Yeah, hurt. but is it him disappearing or just them not throwing to him? I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that's a good I point. I mean, you know, Galladay's gone. Who are you going to throw now? Jones is your best receiver. Now they're leaning on him more. Plus, you don't, and he's and he's living up to it. Plus, so. you don't have Patricia trying to force us into running it all the time, so that that should help a little bit. I think that's why we're seeing a little. We're pushing the ball downfield more since Patricia's well, been gone. That's true. Yeah, we're, we're run first team now with Stafford, which we should have been all year. I mean, pass first team. I mean, yeah, pass. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, and and credit to Stafford for getting out there and playing this game. It's amazing these guys. Uh, they, I mean, Stafford's played in so many games he doesn't need to practice all week and goes out there and looks great <laughs> yeah yeah uh kudos to him if only he had a defense to work with <laughs> <laughs> oh boy oh man yeah th- i mean this th- who tavai on that third and long just completely blew his assignment right over the middle and easy oh, easy God. 15 yeah. yard completion over the middle he was just caught in la la land not sure what he was doing uh, yeah. Well, the the announcers call it in that one. Uh, 
the linebackers were not dropping into pass zones. They were staying up there at the line as if they're waiting for a run play. It's already shown they're passing. Yeah. And these guys are the linebackers are sitting <laughs> yeah. there not doing anything. Yeah. I mean that that's basic defense, you know. I mean there's nothing I don't I don't think Tavai I mean, again, we need to know the coach and the GM, but I don't think Tavai is gonna be on this roster starting next season. Not looking too good. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, and and the Lions drafted him way higher than I mean that the we we've been over this already. We don't need to repeat ourselves. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> All right, let, let's uh, let's flash forward here. Uh, you know, Christmas okay. is uh, coming up, and the Lions are playing the day after Christmas, so everybody can still enjoy their holidays uh, with no, no no loss to watch <laughs> uh, during their holidays. They wait till after the day after to do it for us, um, but. Nonetheless, uh, the Lions are hosting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Lions are nine point underdogs in this game. So, uh, and we're, we're we're throwing this all in one podcast, so we don't need, don't need two podcasts. Uh, but, I mean, what do we think? Lions have any sort of shot in this one? Sure. Yeah, I do. Believe it or not, <laughs> uh, Tampa Tampa's been erratic. Uh, I think they've been strong enough, though. They've had to make a couple comebacks recently, and uh, but uh, should we bring Patricia back for this one week? Because he seemed to know he seemed to know how to play defense <laughs> against Tom Brady. Actually, that's the one oh game that he God. had a really good defensive game plan for. You know, I would love to see that just for <laughs> oh my God. for comedic purposes, but <laughs> oh my God, no, <laughs> we couldn't do that. I I've, I have been wondering if Patricia like has been calling all these coaches uh, that we're playing against though and giving them tidbits as well. I, I, w- I was curious about that. I, I doubt it, but you never know. Maybe there's like some secret Morse code that he's sending. Or... Well, it probably helps him because he tells them that they do whatever he said, don't do it. Yeah. And then... <laughs> true, true. Oh, man. Um, so, I mean, Tampa Bay, just a loaded, loaded offense, obviously Tom Brady, uh, their yeah. quarterback. Then they had at wide receiver, Chris Godwin, mm-hmm. Mike Evans, Antonio Brown, then a tight end, Rob Gronkowski, Cameron Brait, uh, just low, just, and one of the, t- one of the top, um, offensive lines as well. One of the top performing rookie offensive linemen in Tristan Wharves. He's been doing really good for them. And then on the defensive side, they have Jason Pierre, Paul, um, oh, why am I forgetting his name? Man, I'm, I'm off on my names today. The end, the defensive end. Uh, oh. Don't do drugs. Yeah. <laughs> kids. You kids out there. I'm so often I had the list right here and I, I lost it. But um, they have another good defensive end. Obviously, Nadamik and Sue coming back to Detroit again. Uh, just not yeah. in the Honolulu Blue, unfortunately. <sighs> Man, I really wanted him in the offseason. It's so disappointing we couldn't uh, get him back. Yeah, He's a really good run defender. Too. He's a really good run defender. We absolutely could have used him. This has all the makings of a blowout, but, you know, I don't know. Lions might hang in there. Well, you never know. Then Antoine Winfield Jr. at safety they have. Uh, so th- it's a very good defense. They gave up 27 points to the Falcons last week, which was uh, an anomaly for them this season. Uh, but overall, this is still a really good team. And a lot of people think it could be the best team in the NFC. Uh, they've gone through some bumps and bruises along the way here. Uh because it kind of depends on how good Tom Brady plays. Tom Brady is not Tom Brady bold, that's for sure. So maybe the Lions will get Tom Brady on a bad day here. Playing on a Saturday, his body will be just thrown off, and uh, well, maybe like they'll turn it. around. If there's, 
there's any way they can give Brady pressure, they have a chance. Uh, unfortunately, we haven't been able to give anybody much pressure, but uh, under duress, he does not perform well. Uh, it's been proven in the past, but again, that's <laughs> that's easy to say, hard to do. So uh, to me, that's our only hope, stopping him. Just engage eight every time. Send everybody. Send the house. Every time. Every single time. Oh, uh, Shaquille Barrett. That's that's who I wanted oh, to say. Really. Yeah, he's been a beast for them. Uh, he led the league in sacks last year, and then they got him back on a one-year, fourteen million dollar deal or something, doing the same thing again. So, and oh, Devin White, a guy that we wanted in the draft, oh, <laughs> but Devin White. he was taken right. before uh, we could get him, unfortunately. Of course, he was. <laughs> <laughs> Another time, top linebacker slips. Was that that was a, a hawk, right? We got instead. Yeah, but I mean, we we couldn't have gotten Devin White, so. No, I know. Uh, but yes, that no. was the draft that we got Hawkin. A Pro Bowler, TJ Hawkinson. Yeah. Don't forget it, Rod Dog. Yeah. Don't forget it. It wasn't the worst boy, pick of the TJ, Bob Quinn way era. Way to go. Congrats, buddy. I, you deserve I still it. don't think it's the worst pick of the Bob Quinn era because he has been good for us. Yeah, but yeah, Z, just to, just a lot to be bigger. clear here, we, we weren't mad at the pick picking Hawkinson. I love Hawkinson. It was just the... The value of the pick at the time, picking a tight end. Mm-hmm. That's what we were upset about. Not I know what you're player. saying. I know what you're saying. I think, but there's plenty of other times he could have addressed it. Uh, that would have been more. That would have made more sense than even that one. So I don't. That's why I don't think it's the worst pick. Ruddog said it was the worst that's pick of there, his right? era. Just obviously the player is not, but whatever. We've been over <laughs> this so many times. <laughs> Just one last thing I want to throw in there is um. The Lions um, in the draft where they got A'shaun Robinson, just a reminder, Derrick Henry drafted 45th overall, then A'shaun Robinson, and then Michael Thomas right after that. <laughs> so wow. that's, how, that's how things go uh, Wow, the Lions sometimes. <laughs> yep. All the time. What are you talking about? Uh, but let's, uh, let's jump. So Saturday, uh, 1 Eastern. The Lions will be playing on NFL Network, which I hate. I hate when NFL Network takes over yeah. these games. It's really annoying. You get terrible announcers. Yeah. Uh, it looks like Stink is doing it again, Mark Schlereth. Uh, so Stink? He's not. Yeah, that's his nickname. He goes by Stink. He's, he's, I don't know. He's all right sometimes. He's not good. He usually gets one of the lower rated games every week. Uh, but nonetheless, the Lions, nine point underdogs at home against the Buccaneers. Let's give our predictions. So let's start with right. you, Jay. All right, guys. I know I know we're a little depressed that we we got knocked out of the playoffs this year, but you know this this team still got some fight left in them. Uh, Daryl Bevel still trying for a job and uh, you know auditioning for the head coaching job, even if it's not here or somewhere else. I mean, someone else might hire him too. You know, if he, if he does a good job, but uh, yeah. so he's still auditioning. And the players are too, you know. The, the players that they have something to play for. Uh whew. this is tough though. It seems like uh, there's no way in hell we can win this game. But but I say different. I say we can. Yeah. We come home to a little home cooking, man. These guys come on and Stafford just you know just to make a point because he's playing against Tom Brady, the goat. I mean, come on, he's going to make a point too, you know, that that he belongs in this in the conversation with, with the top quarterbacks. So I think he's going to play a great game. And unfortunately, to stay in this game, we're going to have to score uh, with Tampa. We we can't trust our defense, I don't think, much anymore. So uh, I think we're going to pull it out, though, in, in kind of a shootout. I'm going to say uh, 
there'll be a couple stops here and there in D, but I think it'll be like uh, 35, 31 Lions. I think we're going to win this in a bit of a shootout. Yeah, yeah. Stafford's wow. have a big day. We're, uh, and so will Swift. Swift and Hawkinson will have good days too. And uh, defense, eh, a little iffy. Maybe one turnover or something just to keep us. All you need, all you need is one. Right. Yeah, that's all we need is the one. So, but I think we're gonna pull this out in a bit of a shootout, thirty-five, thirty-one. All right, let's go to Red Dog. Yeah, I mean this one looks tough. This team, you know, it's got a lot of talent they're playing. So, you know, will they overcome it? I think they will. Hey, because I think it's gonna be one of those games where they don't know what hit them, and the Lions just come out, punch them in the jaw, smash mouth football. They take this game twenty-one to seven. Whoa! It's, and they and the Lions' uh, defense with a sudden turnaround. Twenty-one to seven. DeAndre Swift's gonna carry the ball oh. for two hundred and fifty yards and four touchdowns. Did Smoking. four touchdowns? I Did mean, he score one I for the other team? Sorry, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I count wrong. <laughs> yeah, three touchdowns. <laughs> All right. And- Don't do drugs, kids. Don't do drugs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, man, yeah, this is going to be a real tough one. The Lions, again, if they're going to win this game, are going to need a win in a shootout. And, I mean, we saw last week the Falcons take advantage of a, a shockingly bad performance of the Buccaneers' defense. You know what? Let's go the same. I'm going to go 28-27 with the Lions' ooh. victory. Ooh, It'll ooh, be a late one. The Buccaneers will miss an extra fighter. point. And Tom Brady's Tom Brady's going to get sacked. Two times. Wow. Uh, I'll put Aquara in there for one. I don't know if Everson Griffin will be back or not yet. Um, and I'm going to say the other sack is Kevin Strong. I don't know why, but I'm feeling strong about like that it. one. <laughs> for some strong reason. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, so 28-27, Lions win. Rudd Dog and UJ also predict the Lions win, which means all three of us Whoa. predicted the Lions to win. Whoa. It can't be just coincidence. It can't be. It is not. It is. It's. Uh, it's crazy. Uh, and our and our picks have been on fire lately. On fire. One oh, one for. <laughs> like we literally lit them on fire. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So that's gonna wrap it up for this episode. Uh, this will be the last one we record before the holidays. So to all our listeners, Merry Christmas. We hope you have a great Merry holiday. Um, just you know, if you if you're gonna watch the Lions on Saturday, just remember all the great times you had over the last holidays uh, you had leading up to that, and you'll I think you'll enjoy yourself more. <laughs> um, <laughs> but nonetheless, uh, please follow us on Instagram at Drinking Blue Kool Aid, Twitter at Drinking Lions, subscribe on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast, and please leave a review, especially on Apple. Thank you. And then last, right, thank you. But not least, as always, go, go. Ho, 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 ho. Forward down the field, a charging team that will not yield. And when the blue and silver wave, stand and cheer the brave. Rock, rock, rock. Go hard, win the game. With honor, you will keep your fame. Down the field and gain a lion's victory. Go. Go.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.